COH fam, uh, as we uh, prepare for the word today, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, the Old Testament. Of 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, I'll be looking at the 17th verse. 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, the 17th verse. And it reads, is that when Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned? if not to you and all your father's family. Saul answered, But am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribes of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing for, to me? Then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and seated them at the head of those who were invited, about thirty in number. Samuel said to the cook, Bring the piece of meat I gave you, the one I told you to lay aside. So the cook took up the leg with what was on it, and set it in front of Saul. Samuel said, Here is what has been kept for you. Eat, because it was set aside for you for this occasion. From the time I said, I have invited guests. And Saul dined with Samuel that day. COH fam, I want to share with you this morning on a sermon subject, Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Come on, let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for your people. Now, God, grab a hold of me and please use me uh, to speak a word to your people that connects with their lives in such a way that they can walk into the fullness you've called for them to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Lost and found. You know, Community of Hope is interesting. I remember whether it was at school or at church or in various institutions. Uh, they would always have, sometimes it would be a closet, sometimes it would be a very small room, but it was a room they called the lost and found. It was for people like me who sometimes would misplace things, sometimes would forget things, sometimes uh, would drop things. It was a place that you went to uh, looking for things that you had lost that if you forgot uh, your backpack or if you forgot your jacket or if you forgot some other kind of a thing, you were hoping that someone else who found it uh, would be able to get it to the lost and found. It was a central place for lost things. And it's very interesting to me, my brothers and my sisters, because I find throughout Scripture and even throughout Christian culture uh, this concept of lost and found. And if you look at scripture, or if you look at Christianity, we often talk about I once was lost, but now I'm what? I'm found. Jesus even talked about going after the lost sheep and finding the lost sheep or, or sweeping and finding the lost coin. There's a need and this understanding about lost things that can be found. And as we look at this scripture in 1 Samuel, what we find is a gentleman by the name of Saul. And Saul's father uh, told Saul and his servant to go out and look because there were three goats that were missing. 
There were three goats that were lost. I need you to go and find those three goats. And so Saul and the servant go out looking for these three goats and looking for these three goats and can't find them and, and, and can't seem to figure out where in the world they are. And in the midst of it all, Saul turns to the servant and is like, look, man, we need to go back because right now my father is worried about lost goats. In a little while, he's going to be worried about lost people. It's an interesting thing uh, uh, at the time you're seeking for that which is lost, how you can end up finding other stuff. It's an interesting thing um, how even when sometimes I would go to the lost and the found uh, that, that I, I may not see my stuff, but man, I would see something my brother had left up in there that I knew was his. Or I would see all other kinds of things that were there. So very interesting things, but sometimes it is in our season uh, of looking for lost stuff. It's our season of seeking because we lost something that we can end up finding something that's much more, finding our purpose, finding our destiny, finding the Lord. It's very interesting this concept of lost and found. And so as I look at Saul, as I look at Saul looking for these lost ghosts, there are a few things that I believe that we can learn from his process that can help us along our journey. One of the first things I believe that you've got to understand, if you're looking at Saul and you're looking at him looking for these lost ghosts, is you've got to understand that what is lost isn't always lost. Or, let me put it this way, a loss isn't always a loss. I don't know about you, but sometimes there have been some things I've lost or some losses I have taken, but yet in the midst of it all, it sent me on a seeking kind of a period in my life in which I found something greater. Uh, there were times in which it was the loss of a relationship, but it caused me to be able to find myself. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can lose a friend and cause you to find a whole nother family kind of a group. Or sometimes you can uh, lose a job and, and it can help you to find a career. Or, or other times you can lose, have a loss in your finances, but it can help you to find some financial discipline. Uh, you, you see, what happens oftentimes is that when something is lost, when we lose something, as we're going on the seeking process, that we can find something that's that much bigger. Uh, the reality is that Saul was looking for donkeys, uh, but as he was looking for donkeys, he turned to his servant and said, look, man, we've been looking for them. We can't find them. It, it's time. Come on, let us just go on back before my father has to send out a search party looking for us. And the servant says, well, let, no, I, I've heard that there's a prophet up ahead in the town of Head, and, and why don't we ask the prophet if the prophet knows where the donkeys are? It's an interesting thing, but what you were seeing with Saul is that Saul had lost donkeys. He's looking and seeking after the donkeys, and it causes him to go and inquire of God. Uh, th that he's seeking after lost donkeys, and, and, and because his servant knew that there was a prophet up ahead, he goes to seek the prophet for a word about the donkeys. Uh, somebody, I, I need you to be clear. And what gets me is that Saul even tells the servant, look, man, I don't have no money on me. I need to take an offering to the servant, to the prophet. Uh, and, and, and the servant's like, well, look, I, I got something on me. I, I got some shekels of silver on me. We, we got it. We can take care of that. Let us go and see if there is a word from the Lord about our situation. 
somebody today. I know you're not looking for donkeys, but you've lost something. You're dealing with a season of loss. You're dealing with a loss, whether it's in your emotional loss or spiritual loss or financial loss or, 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 or relational loss. But, but I'm coming to tell you that, that in the midst of your loss, let your loss drive you to seek from God some direction. Uh, let your loss help you to understand that I need to go to God. I need to go and get direction from the people of God. I need to go and get some inspiration and some understanding from the Lord about, about how I can find that which is laws. And the interesting thing is that when uh, uh, Saul goes uh, uh, to uh, 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 the prophet Samuel, he goes to the prophet Samuel, and the prophet Samuel, God had already talked to him about Saul before Saul even got there. And Saul thought that he was seeking after one thing, but God had already told the prophet Samuel he was going to make Saul the king. Saul was seeking goats, but he was about to find destiny. And somebody here uh, that God is already whispering to somebody about you. God is already talking to somebody about you. God is already positioning something for you, uh, but you have to get into the season of seeking. I, I know you've lost, but I don't want you just to have a pity party about what you've lost. I don't want you to just sit there and cry about what you've lost. I don't want you to just sit there and grumble about what you've lost. I don't want you to just sit there and say, because it's lost, I'll just stand here and I'll realize it's lost. But I want you to take this moment of loss and say, all right, I, I lost something, but it's causing me to seek after something. And, and as I go and seek it, uh, uh, the, I, I need to go and seek God for direction about what God is doing in the middle of this situation. And for somebody, God is doing a work in your situation. The thing I love about this scripture is as Saul goes and Samuel sees him and God has already told Samuel, I'm going to have you anoint that guy as king. Samuel sees Saul and Samuel tells Saul, uh, not first, are you going to be king? But the first thing he tells him is, hey, as for those donkeys that you lost, don't worry, they have been found. And it's sometimes in the midst of all you're seeking that God is already taking care of what you feel like you lost so that then God can take you to where God wants to take you as God is bringing you to purpose and destiny. And so in the midst of it all, my brothers and my sisters, I don't want you to get so caught up in what you lost. Just seek God because God will help you to understand how to find what, 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 what your loss has already been taken care of. But then God has some something even better in store for you. So the second thing I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters, is you understand that a loss isn't always a loss. And I want you to understand that you've got to make sure in this season, don't talk yourself out of what God is doing. Don't talk yourself out of what God is doing. This, this scripture is interesting to me because here you have Saul. Saul lost goats. His father lost goats. He goes seeking after the lost goats. He goes seeking after the lost goats. Here's there's a prophet in a town ahead. Goes seeking for a word from the Lord about the lost goats because y'all just think of the goats as goats and as pets, but you've got to understand in that period uh, that those goats were uh, financial resources. Those goats were provision. Those goats symbolized their prosperity, and so it was a major hit on the family. That's why he went to look them and say so he was going to seek God about their finances, about their resources, about what was happening in their life, and went to seek the prophet to see if the 
prophet knew what to say. I told you all that the prophet had been told by God that Saul was going to be king and that God was going to have him anoint Saul as king. And so uh, the prophet tells Saul first, what? Look, the goats are found. Uh, but then two, he says, look, that God is causing all of Israel to look at you. And he's trying to let Saul know that God is, a, is, is causing this whole nation to see you as their leader. He, he says that to Saul. And the first thing that Saul says, which is very interesting, is that Saul says, but, but I'm a Benjamite. I'm from the smallest clan in the smallest tribe. That, that Saul automatically goes to talk about what he's not. Now, why that's interesting to me is that if you go back to 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, the second verse, when it describes Saul, it talks about Saul was an impressive young man without equal in all the Israelites. It says that he was a head taller than any of the others. It talked about how Saul was this impressive guy, how it did not have an equal among all of Israel, but yet here you have Samuel speaking a word of God to Saul about the fact that all of Israel was going to be looking at him for leadership, that all of Israel was turning their attention towards him. And the first thing he has to say is has to talk about how he's on the smallest clan in the smallest tribe. Isn't it interesting uh, that the scripture introduced him as being one of the most impressive men in all of Israel, a without equal in all of Israel, uh, standing a head taller than everybody, but yet how he saw himself was not that he was uh, 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 so impressive, but he saw himself because of where he grew up and the tribe he came from as being inadequate. And one of the worst things in this season is God is trying to expose some things to you as, as you've been seeking the Lord, as you've been seeking because you've lost some things, as you've been seeking the Lord, and God is trying to show you something brand new. God is trying to show you it wasn't about the goats, but this is about the kingdom. This is about the, the you being a king. This is about you being able to take this people. Uh, the, the, the prophecy said that he would begin the deliverance of Israel out of the hands of the Philistines, that, that here you you have God saying that this is my guy, that this is someone I have handpicked, this is someone I believe has power and I believe has destiny, but Saul is about to talk himself out of it because of his own self-esteem issues, because of his own self-image issues, because of his own self-worth issues. And isn't that how it is for some of us that God is trying to line you up for position? God is trying to line you up for possibility. God is trying to line you up for potential, but yet in the midst of it all uh, that you talk yourself out of what God is putting you into that you talk about uh, how you don't have enough how you're not paid enough how you're not worthy how you're not smart enough how you're not connected enough uh, that you start talking about what neighborhood you grew up in you start talking about what your parents didn't have you start talking about uh, how it was for you growing up and what you never had and God is like I don't care uh, how you grew up I don't care what clan you're in Saul I don't care what tribe you in, I'm come to tell you that I've got a work for you to do, and I and this is your time. Uh, somebody right there in the chat uh, that you need to say, This is my time. There's somebody right there in the chat, you need to understand.
understand that you've got to stop talking yourself out of what God is putting you into, that God is giving the opportunity, that God is opening the door, that God is shaping the relationship, that God is shaping the possibility. But in the midst of it all, all you can do is do negative self-talk and talk to yourself about all that you're not. Oh, I'm from the lowest tribe of the smallest clan in the smallest tribe. I mean, you got all this stuff. Here goes Saul. Saul is taller than everybody. He's bigger than everybody. He's more impressive than everybody. But yet his stinking thinking has him about to dumb down what God is about to do. And somebody today, I've come by to let you know that God is trying to do something in your life. God is trying to shift something in your life. That you've left the house thinking about goats. Saul left the house thinking about, let me find these goats. He, he left the house thinking of himself as a goat herder. He left the house thinking of himself just within that function. But God saw there was a king in him. Uh, don't you let what you're doing now dictate uh, what God can do for you later. Uh, don't you let uh, your station in life now, your position in life now, your function in life now cause you to discredit what God is calling you to do later. Uh, but I believe that God can use you for such a phenomenal way. And I believe that it's waiting on you. I was blessed uh, this week to have a conversation with Brother Desmond Mead and Sister Sheena Mead. And, and, and Brother Desmond Mead uh, and Sister Sheena Mead uh, helped Amendment 4 uh, to be to, to, to be brought um, and, and, and voted uh, in in Florida. And Amendment 4 was an amendment that allowed um, over about 1.4 million uh, people in Florida to have a path, uh, uh, people who had been locked up, to have a path back to voting rights, uh, to have a path back to being able to vote. And, and there was a lot of folks against them, uh, but this brother, Brother Desmond, now was seen by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people. It's an interesting, amazing story. But as I talked to Brother Desmond, I asked him about his testimony. He talked about uh, how uh, I had been out of jail and, and I was homeless and, and I was addicted to crack cocaine. And, and I was thinking one day uh, I stood at the train tracks uh, ready to kill myself. I stood at the train tracks ready to kill myself. But God wouldn't let a train come by all day long. And, and so he decided at that point he went into a drug recovery program. And, and out of that, then he went to school. And, and out of that, he, he went and got a law degree. And out of that, he started organizing. Organizing uh, in uh, Florida, uh, trying to get folks their rights back, and now he is seen by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. It's an amazing thing to me uh, that, that 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 just be when he was on crack, that when he was a crack addicted, when he was homeless, when he was sleeping outside, when he was trying to kill himself, he had no idea what God was about to do in his life. There's somebody who is watching me right now that I know that you can get caught up in what you're going through right now. Uh, not just Brother Desmond, but his wife, Sister Sheena Mead. She helped in, in shaping and organizing for this amendment for that she organized one of the biggest mobilizations and organizing of, of, of churches uh, in the country uh, to be able to do that. But this sister can tell you I, I had my first child at 14 and, and another child, um, and she said I was in high school and had two 
children. I, I ended up uh, getting married and then having five children, going through a domestic violence situation. I'm sitting here with five children, but yet God's hand was on her. And so here you have her now running another national organization, married to her husband who's running a national organization. And they literally are seen all over the nation as folks who are having this great impact on the world. Uh, but, 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 but here you have this sister who had two children in high school and a brother who was, uh, who was out of jail, uh, on drugs, and, and homeless. But yet now, if you look at what God has done in them and for them, you would never believe because God understood that I don't care where you are right now. Saul was so caught up in being a goat herder. Saul was so caught up in that he was in the smallest clan or the smallest tribe that he couldn't see what God was doing in his life. Somebody, God is doing something in your life. God is working something in your life. God is organizing something in your life. And I need you to to stop telling yourself what you cannot do and who you cannot be. I don't care what you're doing right now. I don't care how bad your life is right now. I don't care how destructive things are right now. I've come by to bear witness that the God of heaven and earth sees you, cares about you, and has a purpose for you. The third thing, and I'm up out of here, and this is going to be a short point, is God has it already waiting for you. It's waiting for you. So, so uh, Saul tries to talk himself out of the blessing, and, and, and Samuel doesn't even entertain him. Samuel says, look, man, I, I need you to go to the banquet hall uh, because we, we got a banquet that's being set, and, 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 and it's being shaped for you. You're the guest of honor. So Saul goes in there, him and the servant, they get set at the head of the table. You've got all these people there. And Samuel says to the cook, look, I want you to go and get that piece of meat I had you set aside. I, I, I had you put aside a choice portion, uh, uh, and, and, and it was for Samuel. It, it was for Saul. And, and he brought him out this piece of meat that had been set aside, and he tells Saul that, that, that I set this aside before you ever got here. I set this aside when I first talked about uh, having this celebration. You've got to understand that before you got here, that God had already talked to me about you, and I already set aside your portion. I already had had it waiting for you. I already had it marinating for you. I already had the cook looking after it. I already had them sizing it up for you because it was set aside just for you. And somebody today, the word of the Lord for you is, uh, uh, stop talking about what you can't do. God has already set aside. God has already put in place. God has already talked to folks and already has folks to set aside what's going to bless you. That God already has the banquet set up for you and you haven't even got there yet. That God already has them shaping preparations for your meal and you haven't even got there yet. That God already had them set aside the choice portion and you haven't even got there yet. In other words, I'm trying to tell you that, that I know you haven't gotten to school yet, but I need you to apply because God has already blessed you that the scholarship is already waiting. That God has already blessed you that the favor is already there, that God has already blessed you, that the position that you're applying for, uh, that you already have favor to be able to get it, that God has already blessed you. Stop talking yourself out of what God has waiting on you. Uh, they're just waiting for you to get there. You're so caught up in, in trying to get yourself together uh, to the place in which you're good enough to do what God has called you to do, the place in which you're good enough to start the business, the place in which you're good enough to go back to school, the place in which you're good enough uh, uh, to have the healthy relationship 
relationship, the place in which you're good enough uh, to get your finances in order. And God is saying, I've already got them folks waiting on you. All you've got to do is get your raggedy behind in the building. And somebody today, uh, that, that is the word for you on this day, to get ready because God's got it waiting. And God just needs you to show up. Uh, that It's time for you to stop staying in and deciding you're not going to do anything. But in this season, I know you feel like you've lost some stuff. But as long as you seek direction from God, you're going to find out that God's got some stuff even more that's waiting for you. So Community of Hope type family, I've got to leave you. I've got to go. But my word for you today is it's waiting for you. All you've got to do is get there. If you'll show up, God will be able to say, get the portion, get, get the choice portion, get what I already laid out for my child, because I know who they're going to be. I need you to get that out and bring it to them now. It's waiting for you to show up. Saul left the house looking for goats, came back home anointed to be the first king of Israel. I got to get that. Saul left the house looking for goats, came back home anointed to be the king of all Israel. That's what God can do. In the blink of an eye, God can bump you in, walk you in, usher you into your destiny. All you've got to do is be seeking God as you're looking for that which is lost. Community of Hope Church family, I'm grateful to God for you. Grateful to God because I feel like I know there's some folks who are watching today who you've lost some things. And I've come by and I want you to be clear. In your loss, seek the Lord. And I believe scripture is true. This is a word for you, that God is working so much more for you that you're going to find much more than you lost. I know it doesn't make sense, especially mathematically it doesn't make sense. How can you lose something and find more? That does not make sense mathematically, but it does make sense spiritually. That you can lose on one hand, but God can bless on the other hand such a direction that it blows your mind. Look, if you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, we want to make sure that you get connected today, that this is the day for you to get connected, lined up, to become all that God has called you to be. I want to pray for you. I want you to just say, look, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. Uh, that all you have to do literally is acknowledge Christ as your Lord and Savior. Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. Today I believe uh, that Jesus can make all the difference. Even in the midst of your laws, Jesus can make all the difference. If you've never accepted Christ and you want to give your life to Christ today, or if you need a church home and you want to make this your church home, or even if you want prayer, today we want to do one of those for you. Won't you, we, uh, if you text a hope decision to 474747. We just want to connect with you in this decision you're making for Christ. We believe in the best is yet to come in your life. 
If you're deciding to give your life to Christ or to get a church home or seeking prayer, I want you just wherever that link is or text uh, hope decision one word to 474747. And I want to pray with you. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It's my words, but it'll be your faith. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. So right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Community of Hope, my family, anyone watching, if you prayed that prayer, if you gave your life to Christ today, if you joined this church or just wanted prayer, uh, please get connected with us. Text Hope Decision to 474747 or just click the link right there in the chat. We want connect with you to God's honor, to God's glory. Look, COH fam, God bless you. Let's have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful, wonderful week. I look forward to all that God is doing. And as you're seeking, because I know you've lost some things, seek the Lord and watch God do it. You still got time to give. You can give in all the multiple ways that are listed to give. And we thank God for you in this moment. Look, I want to pray for you as we have a closing word of benediction. God, in Jesus' name. May the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now henceforth and forever among these your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, COH. I love you. Have a great day.